0: Hey, I'm Paul Stevenson, and this is This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with big name interviews every Monday. This week's was with Boston founding member Barry Goodreau, And if you follow or subscribe, whatever the language is on your podcast player to the Vintage Rock Pod feed, you'll also get one of these short episodes every single day, Tuesday through Sunday. Classic rock content every day of the week, only on the Vintage Rock Pod channel. Anyway, today is October the 6th, and on this day in the history of rock, I can tell you that in 1967, Pink Floyd performed at the Miss Teenage Brighton contest in Brighton, of course. Now, the band played the musical interludes during the contest. There's an awful lot to unpack there, but uh, fair to say their career trajectory would improve somewhat, wouldn't it? Anyway, in 1972, at RCA Studios in New York, David Bowie apparently recorded the track The Gene Genie, which would become the lead single from his album Aladdin Sane. Now, a fun fact about that song, the band Simple Minds took their name from a line in the song, apparently. He's so simple-minded, he can't drive his module. So there you go. Also on this day, 1979, Led Zeppelin's In Through the Outdoor was at number one on the US album chart. It was the group's eighth and final studio album before the sad death of John Bonham the following year. October 6th is also the birthday of Ario Speedwagon lead singer, main man Kevin Cronin. Kevin was born in 1951, making him 71 years old today. But October 6th was also the day we lost two legendary musicians. In 2019, Cream drummer Ginger Baker passed away, and a year later, so did a guitar god. And he's the subject of today's main show. Yes, on this day, two years ago, Edward Ludwig Van Halen, or Eddie as he was known, died of a stroke after battling cancer for a number of years. His performances and work were legendary, the look of his guitar iconic. He really was a bona fide rock star of the highest order. So I thought today it would be cool to hear some fun memories of him told by a couple of other rock stars. So we're going to start with a man who was Eddie's friend for many years. They were both part of that famous sunset strip scene of the late 70s and 80s. So here's Rat frontman Stephen Pearcy. And your early influences in terms of music, I've heard you talk about Led Zeppelin before, and the other obvious one is, is Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen. You guys struck up a great friendship, didn't you, right from the, the 70s?
1: Right from the get-go. I mean, uh, you know, in San Diego, you know, we were a big band down there, you know, but, you know, my friends in L.A., uh, where I came from, uh, I was transplanted to San Diego and got into music. Mm-hmm. I still went up to L.A., and my friends would say around 70, a uh, couple friends of mine, one in particular, kept going, you got to see this band. They're called Van Halen. I know you're playing guitar and stuff. They're a great band and they're going to insane. They're playing Gazzaris, right? And uh, with the Doors, Van Halen and Rat started. And, uh, and I missed them. And then he said, OK, they're playing at the Whiskey. And this was 1978, just right before the record came out. A, a little bit before, and uh, I went there by myself. Met Dave by asking him if he wanted to smoke a joint backstage. I got in. I went right to Ed. and We had a friendship, and he bought. We buy trade equipment and talk and hang. And I'd bring my friends up to his house, and we became friends ever since. You know, it, I mean, until you know his untimely passing, but. Yeah, we were great friends, you know, and we only rat only did one show with Van Halen, which is crazy. At least we only did one. And it was a great one. A festival. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was it like watching Van Halen back in the early days then?
1: Insane, because I'd go back to San Diego and tell my friends there is this band up there that is going to be the shit. I mean, look, I've seen Zeppelin a few times and. And these guys are going to be the shit. They're like Zeppelin. They're crazy. This guitar player, I know him. I met him. And Mm -hmm. they'd be like, yeah, sure, right, yeah. (laughs) And sure enough, the record comes out, boom. And even better than that, they play... the San Diego sports arena, they chop it in half or moved it up a quarter ways at Van Halen play. And Ed calls me up. He goes, we're going to San Diego. We're doing the arena. I don't have enough gear. Right. (laughs) So I get on the phone. I'm calling all my friends. My buddy's up here. He needs some equipment. Get your asses down to sports arena. Bring any cab you got, preferably oranges (laughs) or marshals. (laughs) (laughs) And we did. So, and then the world became big rock Van Halen. You know, it was Wow. There it is. But back then they played for keeps and I learned a lot from them. You know, you get out there, you play for keeps, you know, have a good time, but play for keeps, you know. Hey, you're not perfect every night, but if you're having a good time, it's all that matters, you know.
0: Rap frontman Stephen Piercy there. That was taken from the full interview I did with him on episode 32 of Vintage Rock Pod. Now, another story to bring you comes from former Black Sabbath lead singer Tony Martin. Tony was the second longest serving vocalist in Sabbath, after Ozzy, of course, which is pretty impressive when you think that uh, Ronnie James Dio and Ian Gillan both fronted the band too. Anyway, Tony recalled the time that Eddie contributed to one of Sabbath's albums. The next album was Cross Purposes, wasn't it? And just a quick story from that. I mean, Eddie Van Halen, um, who was involved in one of the songs on that album, wasn't he? I mean, how, how did that go? What was it like meeting Eddie and working with him? Evil Eye, he played on. Yeah. In fact, he,
2: he sort of put the wrist together, kind of. But uh, I was shocked that was. I mean, I didn't know he was coming. Nobody <laughs> told me. what <Wow. laughs> <So laughs> In comes Eddie Van Halen. What the fucking hell's is he doing here? Hello. <laughs> I, I just told you. Hi, Tony. Oh, no. Van Halen had toured with Sabbath years before, and Tony became friends with it. Across. So when they were in the area, come over, Joe. Come on, come on, come up, meet the lights. tell me first. I'm fucking let him walk in. Okay. But then he was just he was great, you know. Very um, determined. No, no. What are you going to do now? Are you going to do something there? and it? Yeah, I'm. I'm on it. I'm on it. But great, and um, it went well and I recorded it. So I have that session um, with Eddie and Hannah. And I was thinking that I did tell Tony recently that if he wanted to use it for anything, let me know and I'll give him all the tracks that I've got. But uh, nothing came with that, so I don't know what they're doing with that. But um, yeah, that was a, a,
0: a nice but strange surprise. Former Black Sabbath singer Tony Martin there. The full interview with him is on episode 52. Now, I launched a vintage rock pod two years ago the day before Eddie passed away. And even back then, I quickly did a round of interviews and put out a tribute show less than 48 hours later. And you can find that if you scroll all the way back to the start of Vintage Rock Pod. But I thought I'd play a couple of really short clips from the contributors on that episode. Now, first up is a clip of Kevin Dodds. He's the author of Edward Van Halen, a definitive biography. What sort of legacy does he leave behind then?
3: He was a, an innovator. He was an innovator. He was original. He was creative. Those those are the biggest things I think. Uh, I even know people that are like engineers and stuff, you know, and they're like, yeah. I mean, I I think about you know the way he put that solo together, you know, on Fair Warning and da da da. And like when the way I like kind of put my parts and pieces and stuff together, because he was one of the best things about him was that he was. The, he was the best at typically what he undertook, and, but he found new creative ways to do it. He wasn't just like, all right, here's how it is. You put these pieces together and it goes like that. You know, he's like, well, you know, this piece is made out of so-and-so. And what I found is like in the past when I was doing that, you know, like all these things are coming to his brain, you know? And I think that that's, that's, that was the thing that inspired me the most was just that he was so Innovative. I mean, innovation. Just innovation from
0: top to bottom. Check out Kevin's brilliant book on Eddie Van Halen now. And one more clip to play you comes from me speaking with UK radio presenter Darren Reddick. Darren presents across the UK on Planet Rock. And this was his reaction to hearing of Eddie's sad passing.
4: Uh, It's just the saddest thing. I mean, um, I spent most of the day on the verge of tears, if I'm honest. And that's weird because I'm not... I'm not the hugest Van Halen fan. I've never met anyone in the band. Uh, I have no direct connection to him, other than the fact that, you know, as a 50-something-year-old man, I was absolutely in that prime demographic of late 70s into the 80s of listening to Van Halen, and they were absolutely huge, and it's just the soundtrack of our lives. And uh, so, you know, I was sad so many planet rock listeners were sad i mean you saw the tributes presumably from all the rock stars the guy was an absolute absolute game changer i mean it was a case of that first album of when you heard eruption it was like what was that play it again you know it, it was we had not heard anything like that before so you know from that moment on it's like and then everybody was just kind of like yeah eddie van halen is the king he is he's just one of those guys so it was very very sad uh to uh to hear that terrible news and so young as well 65 shouldn't have happened
0: darren reddick from planet rock there again if you want more eddie van halen content then please check out the full tribute show that i released less than 48 hours after he died scroll to the very beginning of the vintage rock pod feed and you'll find it between episodes one and two Well, that's it for October the 6th, though. I'll be back tomorrow, and instead of mourning someone's loss, I'll be celebrating someone's birthday. Someone who was on Vintage Rock Pod just a couple of weeks ago. So until then, take care.